0: In the name of Jesus. Amen. The entire Lord's Prayer is a prayer expecting God to give us what he has indeed promised us. And every petition is prayed in the imperative. That is, uh, an imperative is a command. So we say, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, give us, forgive us, lead us not, deliver us, so on and so forth. In this prayer, God Jesus commands us to command God. He commands us not only to ask, but to expect and anticipate these very works and petitions to be granted by our Father in heaven. So when you're praying this prayer, when you pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, you're praying for what God wants to do for you already. Now every petition in the Lord's Prayer, all seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer talk about what God does. But today, this petition, the fifth petition to forgive us our trespasses is the only one where we learn what the Christian does. And the thing that the Christian does is not for God. Rather, it's for the neighbor. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This work is the mark of the Christian. So let that sink in. That the chief work of the Christian isn't your clothing, what you wear. It's not your fasting. It's not your happiness. It's not your success. It's not your testimony. The chief work of the Christian is forgiveness. This marks the entire Christian life from beginning to end from baptism from the uh, yeah from, from baptism to the very grave being forgiven by God and forgiving others and it's the heart of what it means to be a Christian so in this petition the Christian doesn't promise that forgiveness will happen this petition is a description of forgiveness that is happening it's not future tense or past tense it's present tense as we forgive. The question is, why is that? It's because God forgiving us and we forgiving others, uh, those who trespass against us, are inextricably and inseparably linked together. One doesn't happen without the other. When you truly believe in God's forgiveness, then you truly forgive your brother from your heart who sins against you. And when you reject God's forgiveness for you, Then you will hold grudges against your neighbor. That's simply how it works. When unbelievers, right, when we talk about the forgiveness between unbelievers, uh, when they forgive each other, it's not, in fact, true forgiveness. Sure, it's a peace between men, right? But it's not peace with God. And true forgiveness is peace between God and man because of Jesus. The, the unbeliever may talk about forgiving someone and you hear them uh, speak in these words saying that, that yeah, I've forgiven someone who, who uh, did something wrong to me. But this is a forgiveness apart from the forgiveness of Christ which means it is not a true forgiveness because there's no forgiveness apart from the very suffering and death of Christ. This means that when the unbeliever uh, forgives someone he's only using the same word but nothing is actually happening. It's a different and false forgiveness because it's coming from his reason or his heart or his own motivation, whatever that might be, rather than this forgiveness pouring out of the wounds of Christ and that being the source of it. The Christian, on the other hand, forgives because of Christ. Jesus is our source of forgiveness and he makes our forgiveness do something, to actually do something And move and change things the unbelievers forgiveness binds and loosens only on earth but Jesus teaches us something different about the forgiveness that we speak as children of God that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose and forgive on earth will be loosed and forgiven in heaven that this forgiveness actually does something that means when the Christian says when you say I forgive you to someone who has wronged you those words actually do something. Something changes in heaven. These are powerful words. Not because they come from you, but because they first came from Christ. When you say, I forgive you, something changes. The sin is wiped out before the face of God when you lose someone from their sins against you, when you forgive them, then the shackles of sin and guilt which bind them are loosened and fall off and they're freed. This is what happens when Christians forgive. And so you might think, look, well, that's all we promise to do in the Lord's Prayer. That's the only thing we're promising to do. And the answer is yes, yeah, that's right. But don't think it's an easy task. In fact, you're going to spend the rest of your life being sinned against. And this is a fact. And you're going to spend the rest of your life, uh, provided that you're a Christian, forgiving those who sin against you. And just as you sin against others every single day, and if you don't think so, then you have a bigger problem on your hands, uh, you will also be sinned against by others every single day. Don't think you don't have the opportunity to forgive. You certainly do. And your life will be marked by being sinned against. By getting the short end of the stick by having to bear the burden and by suffering the loss of those who do wrong to you that's what it means to forgive it means you suffer it means you take the loss so you might ask then fine how 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 much can i keep this up how many times can i forgive those who sin against me seven Jesus says, no, 70 times seven. And he's responding in a poetic way, teaching us that you should be more ready and willing to forgive than your brother is to sin against you. You should be ready to forgive him seven times more than he sins. The question is why? Because the source of your forgiveness does not come from your fallen little heart. Rather, the source of your forgiveness comes from the bleeding heart of your Lord. Which never runs out of forgiveness. You have to understand this that forgiveness isn't for you, it's for your neighbor. Even more, you don't forgive to merit something from God. You forgive because He's already given to you. And you forgive not to gain something from your Lord, but to gain your neighbor back as your brother. You don't forgive in order to feel better. And whoever said this, whoever the first person was to say that, uh, lied. Because forgiveness actually hurts. This is a burden. We have to understand what forgiveness is. And if you don't believe me, then you look at the very cross and Christ who hangs on that cross for you. You see how Christ bleeds. Do you see how he weeps? Do you see how he gasps for air? Do you see how he dies? That is the price of forgiveness. That's how much forgiveness costs. It's free for us. It's free for us to receive, and it's free for us to give. But it cost Christ his life. When you see the wounds in his hands and his feet and his side, there you see where forgiveness comes from. And in his final breath, you heard in the words of the gospel lesson, Christ didn't cry out, Father, avenge them and give them what they deserve. He cried out, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. What Jesus cried out with his mouth, he accomplished with his body. Your forgiveness. His forgiveness isn't a dead word. It's a fact. It's truth. As sure as Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, that's how sure your forgiveness is. As sure as you are hearing these words right now, that is how sure your forgiveness is. Is God forgives you all of your sins because Jesus suffered for every single sin ever committed on this earth and suffered for every sin that will be committed until the final day. There's no sin that Jesus was not punished for. He was punished for all the greed, for all the hatred, for all the covetousness. He was punished for all the disobedience, the talking back to your parents, to the disrespect to others. He was punished for all the school shootings, for all the genocides, for all the murders. He was punished for all the adultery, the homosexuality, all of the divorce, all of the affairs. He was punished for all of these things innocently, in a bitter way, and he suffered and died. He was punished for this sin, not only that you feel and see in your heart, but for the sin in this world. And all the sin that he was punished for He forgave. God forgives and His children do also. So this is why we pray to Him. We pray to Him as our Father because we are His children and we do as our Father does. So what do you do if you can't find it in your heart to forgive? What do you do if there's someone who sins so grievously against you, someone who has done something so nasty, so terrible, so irredeemable, uh, something that's irreversible to you? What do you do When this happens how do you forgive that when you can't find it in your heart to forgive then you look away from your heart and you look to the heart of your dear lord who took it upon himself and his own flesh to forgive an even greater sin the sin of this world and the sin that you committed against him when you consider his innocent bitter suffering and death then he'll reveal your true nature and he'll humble you When you confess your sins to God, you include in that confession of sins, as you did at the beginning of the service, you include in that confession of sins that you haven't loved God rightly, you haven't loved your neighbor as yourself, and you you confess your sinful refusal to forgive those who have sinned against you. You confess all the bitterness within your heart. You confess it all, every ounce of it. And God forgives it all because Jesus took it all away by His holy, innocent, Bitter suffering and death. Only by being forgiven by God for Christ's sake can you learn to forgive. You'll see his grace and his mercy pour out from the pores on his face. When you behold Christ with eyes of faith, you'll no longer think of yourself as better than others or above others or as others beneath you. You'll no longer think of yourself as, as, uh, uh, um, as one who has the authority over others, but rather as a servant You'll no longer seek to desire or destroy or avenge others. Rather, all of these passions will be crucified with Christ when you pray to Him. When you pray these words, Father, forgive Him. You'll want to do for others what God has done for you, namely, forgive their sins. Thanks be to God that the one thing we need the most is the one thing He gives the most of. Dear Father in heaven, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Here are the words of the uh, stanza six of the hymn we just sang. Forgive our sins, Lord, we implore, that they may trouble us no more. We too will gladly those forgive who hurt us by the way they live. Help us in our community to serve each, each other willingly.